I mean, who do you think would win a fight? Well, what do you mean? Well, if you and I ever got into like a really serious fight, you know, and the punches started flying, who do you think would win? Well, I think that's pretty obvious. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. The bat is dead. Bury it. Fight back! You coward, fight back! You just started a war. Dark fire will not avail you! Flame of Udun! Never give up. Never surrender. We must fight. You've always run away from a fight. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so and you know it. Greetings and welcome to episode number 41 of the Who Would Win cast, the podcast that analyzes fictional fights between familiar faces. My name is Steve. And hello, neighbors. This is Chris. Are we sure that's Chris? It sounds like Mr. Rogers to me. Well, it is a beautiful day in this neighborhood. Not really. It's raining outside. It's dark. It's not that great. No, this podcast neighborhood. Oh. The Who Would Win podcast. It's beautiful here. It really is. All thanks to your help. Well, we did it together. We did. How are you, Chris? I'm pretty good. Anything new and exciting? Uh, no. Nothing at all? Nope, nothing new and exciting. Wow, that's kind of upsetting. Yeah, I mean, usually I have like a kind of boring story to tell, but not even that. Nothing at all? I mean, if you wanted to get really boring, I could like summarize some movies I watched recently, but that's like a whole separate podcast. Anything good? No. Oh, okay. I purposely watch bad movies. This is true. I've been watching Mystery Science Theater 3000 on Netflix. What are you thinking of it so far? It's my newfound love in life. Nice. I've watched like seven episodes in like four days. That'd be pretty cool if we did our own commentary on a movie. That's basically my dream in life. Maybe we should do that. Remember how we did the live tweet? Yeah. Maybe we should do something along those lines except just record us. Did I ever tell the story about how one of my tweets got filtered during our live tweet? Uh, go. I don't think you told me, but you so, didn't tell the. Yeah, listeners. I don't think I said it in the podcast. Yeah, go ahead. So we watched Day of the Dolphin. It's the tagline of the movie. Literally, is unwittingly they trained a dolphin to kill the president. Yes, which I think is very misleading because extremely misleading because really at no point. Well, I guess they did say unwittingly because I was going to say they didn't try to train a dolphin to kill anyone. Yeah, but I mean it was very unwittingly. But the dolphin that you think it is, it's not that dolphin. It's the other dolphin. You, right, you thought it? it was one. You what? There were two dolphins, and you're like, "Well, that's the one that's killing the president." I thought the male dolphin was going to be the one that kills the president. They were but basically was, the but same. It, but it was the female dolphin. Yeah, but there was no significant differences. Between I forget them. the names of the dolphins. There was A and B. It was like uh, it was like alpha and beta, something like that, right? Was it, I remember B? I think they had to have like wasn't one syllable fa- or two syllable wasn't names. Wasn't it like Fa loves Pa? Was it? Yeah, fa? you're right. It was Fa. It was for, it was for alpha because I think they only oh, understood right. like one syllable yes, words or right. something. Yes. Anyway. At one point, it was basically just a bunch of footage of like dolphins swimming around. So I tweeted, "Is this the is this the time where they trained to kill the president?" And Twitter didn't post that. Yeah, this was and back in March, probably. I see why. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I get it. I get it. We get it, Twitter, but we weren't talking about. Yeah, I was that talking president. about Day of the Dolphin. Yeah. I even had hashtag Day of the Dolphin. Yeah, they should have known. Anyway, I guess they have to take any threat seriously. Oh, yeah. I was a little scared I was going to, like, get a phone call from somebody. Good thing we didn't. Knock on wood. Yep. So nothing happened. Oh, that was a door. Uh Uh-oh, they're here. (laughs) They're coming after us now. So, uh, all right, cool. Well, there we go. If anything uh, new and exciting comes up in our lives, we'll definitely make sure we share that with our fans. I'm sure they'll be waiting. They will. They will be patiently waiting. They'll be like, what mundane activities does Chris and Steve do this week? Nothing. Is anything new with you, Steve? I never ask you. How rude of me. That's okay. Uh, (laughs) Honestly... 
Nothing, really. That's I start, what I, I thought. Start, I started back uh, my summer job uh, this weekend. Oh. On the boardwalk. Congratulations. Thanks. It's a fun job. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely been uh, having some pain-in-the-butt customers, but everybody is welcome to come down to the Jersey Shore. and uh, Don't be a pain-in-the-butt customer, just though. Just don't be a pain-in-the-butt customer. Be nice. Be respectful. Like we, had, we had one lady today, and she comes up to me, and she said that she wanted... Uh, a specific Surrey. Uh-huh. Surreys are like bicycle cars for people who don't know. That's what I rent in the summertime. It's a good explanation. Yes. And uh, she says, oh, I want this type of Surrey. I called and they said that you had one and that I didn't need a reservation. And the first thing I said is we don't have a telephone out here. So I don't know who you called. Second of all, we do not take reservations for that specific reason because the one that she wanted wasn't, wasn't available. So she was all getting upset. Well, she did call and ask for it. I don't know who she called, though, because we don't have a phone. She probably called 1-800-SURREY. I guess. And some Is guy out in California. Guys? No, that's not us. I assume there's just one Surrey rental place in the whole boardwalk. That's what you think. But there's one from, like, 14th Street all the way down to, like, 10th Street. So, so you're saying there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. There's heavy competition there's in the Surrey game. There's extremely heavy co- co- competition. She probably called some other one that has a telephone. It's kind of silly that we don't have a telephone, but we're just kind of mm. in the middle of a parking lot. But, yeah, so... Are there ever, like, Surrey Turf Wars where, like, one group rides in their Surreys and fights another gang in their Surreys? So there is price Turf War because all of the Surrey businesses all charge the same prices, but there's this one guy who charges $5 less than everybody else. Oh. And he has kind of angered the coalition of Surrey So his, his Surrey tires are getting slashed. Yeah, and well, the problem is that people... Not from us. People will Not come, by me. Oh, yeah, I hope that never happens because then people are going to think we're, we did it. Yeah. Now, now like... Twitter's going to be looking at us again because now we're threatening to, like, slash tires. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, people will come to us and say, well, you honor his prices, and we'll just flat out say no. And they get upset by that, which I totally get. But that's because everyone else charges the same, and we kind of have that deal with each other. You know what? If they them. wanted his prices, they should have rented a story from him. And, I mean, I guess he's probably not a smelly old guy. And it's probably not technically right for everyone to, to agree to charge the same prices. Because no, you shouldn't say that on the podcast. probably shouldn't. I mean, we don't know that for a fact. I don't know that for a fact. It just so happens just, that all of them. It is a strange coincidence. Exactly. They, they are charged the same price. So, so yeah, that's what's going on with me right now. Thanks so, for the update. No problem. Looking forward to it as we go into the summertime. You want to talk about uh, our recent episode last week celebrating the 40th anniversary of Star Wars? The Star Wars episode, the three-parter. The three-parter, looking at the prequels, the originals, and the Disney era. I forgot to vote in all three polls. Did you really? Yes. It probably would not have helped you whatsoever. Oh, really? Did I do badly? Uh, yeah. We actually had some uh, good votes going on for this. Oh, I, man. BB-8 retweeted us. We got the BB-8 the retweet. BB-8, we got the BB-8 retweet, which is huge. Whenever BB-8 retweets us, we always get mass amounts of we votes. We should try to hire him on this podcast. Help him out. Just walk around. What's that little ball robot? Beep, beep. Oh, my gosh. He's here, guys. BB-8 in the house. What's beep, going on? Beep, beep, beep. He just stuck his lighter up in a thumbs up. Oh, he approves. Oh, man. Man, that's awesome. That was kind of like a like on Facebook. That's what BBH trying that's to say. BB8 like. Make sure you like us on Facebook. Uh, so, yeah, so we were honoring 40 years of Star Wars. Did you do anything special on the 25th besides that being your wedding anniversary? That is my wedding anniversary. Yeah. And um, I watched every single episode of Star Wars, forwards and backwards. I watched it in reverse because you get to hear the. I'm just kidding. No, I didn't do anything special. I actually kind of wanted to watch the original, but I was on a field trip, so I couldn't. I didn't oh. get back till really late. Were you on a field trip to Skywalker Ranch? I wish. Philadelphia. All right. No, no, don't go to Skywalker Ranch. I've always wanted to go. You don't really honestly, George don't. Lucas, you don't want to you don't want that. Why not? I don't know. He might he might do stuff to you. What? He might try to like 
re 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 CGI your life or something. <laughs> he just adds. He'll, like all he'll these, ask like, you extra... about your childhood, and he'll be like, "Oh, that's pretty interesting." But what if this happened instead? <laughs> and then he'll brainwash you and make you think that actually happened. And he'll just put random CGI animals like throughout my life. Yeah, and I'm walking down the street. He'll be like, giant, "Remember like... when that Tauntaun rocked in front of you?" <laughs> like, no. Like, well, it happened. <laughs> I have video of it. I have video of it, and you cannot deny that it happened because it's canon. But uh, no, so I did not go to Skywalker Ranch. Right. I went to Philadelphia. So that's any, cool, I guess. Yeah, it was fine. Um, so going at that uh, Star Wars episode that we did for the 40th year, our first fight in honor of the original trilogy, we had two classic bounty hunters that only probably have 15 seconds of screen time in The Empire Strikes Back. If that. If that. Your guy had a line, at least. He says, yeah. <laughs> that's a line. I guess technically, yes, it is a line. Uh, so my guy was Bosk. The Trandoshan lizard man looking, uh, mm-hmm. bounty hunter. And you had IG-88. The robot killer. The robot killer, indeed. Well, wait, that's confusing. He's a robot and a killer. He doesn't kill robots. No. Well, I mean, he might. He, I'm but he's not, yeah. the way I said it, you might think he's someone who kills robots. Right. I just wanted to, to the clarify. robot bounty hunter that kills people. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. No problem. Bosk is currently leading at 61% to 39% against IG-88 with 56 votes. 56 votes. I know. It's higher than some of our previous ones. I heard BB-8 voted 35 times. Hey, if it helps, it helps. He loves our podcast. He really does. Thanks, BB-8. Me, 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 me. Oh, another thumbs up? Oh, you're the best. Uh, we also did, in honor of the prequels, we did who would win an annoying someone to death. Here we had Anakin Skywalker. Pretty annoying. Jar Jar Binks. Very annoying. Jar Jar Binks currently in the lead with 73% of the vote. That's a big lead. Anakin Skywalker, 27%. You know, I did want to bring something up on the last vote. Yeah. Someone tweeted, it was Hugh, tweeted that he voted wrong. He meant to vote for me. All right. So that probably <laughs> changes it 1%, yep. if, if that. So how close am I now? You're still far. All right. Thank yeah, you. No problem. And so that was for our prequel battle. And then our Disney era uh, battle, we had um, who would win... When you're looking at the Rogue One squad destroying Starkiller base, or the Force Awakens squad stealing the Death Star plans. A little switcheroo. A little switcheroo, exactly. And currently, it is 50-50. Straight tie? Straight tie. I wonder if BB-8 voted yet. So, I don't know. Maybe we can get a retweet from our good friend BB-8. But, uh, so that's what we're looking at right now. So if you have not listened to that episode yet, please go back and listen to it, especially if you're a diehard Star Wars fan like myself. Chris, would you call yourself a diehard Star Wars fan? Uh, I mean, I love Star Wars, but like, it's not like a huge part of my life. I, yeah. I don't know. That's fine. I feel like people who consider them, yeah, I, I would say casual yeah, fan. That's fair. That's I'd fair. probably offend people who consider themselves diehard Star Wars fans. <laughs> uh, you ready to get started? Uh, no, real quick, I got a vote on my on those polls from last time. Oh, okay. Oh, I forget which one I was. You were the <laughs> oh, the Force Awakens squad destroying. Or stealing the Death Star. Oh my gosh, look, the Force Awakens squad took the lead. Oh my god, so now it's what? I have to, re- I have to refresh my, uh, my 57% to 43%. There we go. Oh, you took the lead now. Congratulations. What a coincidence. It's happened live during the show. We're just seeing things change. You no, know, sometimes things happen. The voting just is like just that. going so fast. Everyone's just trying it's to like get in. It's like election night. We just cannot keep track of what's going. It's yeah, we need one of those giant boards. <laughs> Could you imagine? Just have one of those live screens. <laughs> oh, we have voted. All right, you ready to go? Let's do it. All right. So remember, as always, if you have any ideas for any future matchups or scenarios, or if you just like to say hello, you can reach us through Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail. You can also subscribe and leave us a rating on our iTunes or through our RSS feed on Podbean. Chris, what are we talking about today? 
Today, we're talking about Memorial Day celebrations. Yes. Today is Memorial Day. Happy Memorial Day, everyone. Happy Memorial Day. Are you supposed to say that? I think you say Happy Memorial Day. It seems a little gauche. Yeah. I mean, if... If there is anybody out there who has people who have served in the military, family members who served in the military or have had loved ones lost in the military, uh, we want to thank all of them for their service to our country. Uh, Without them, we wouldn't be able to be living in this great country that we live in. Uh, Do you have anybody that served in the military Um, in your family? I I have um, just a couple that I know of. Uh I, um, I don't really know of anyone from like past wars like i have a current cousin who's in um army army reserves okay and then i had uh i had an uncle who was in the in the military i'm not sure exactly what he did okay i've had some a lot of my relatives who are in the military are still alive like i had one in world war ii who's still currently alive which is awesome uh so we definitely want to you know thank him and all the veterans but that's kind of also for veterans day i feel whereas memorial day is yeah. kind of those who've given their lives um, I believe Allie and Nicole has a relative who actually died on the beaches of Normandy on D-Day. I remember Allie telling me that. That sounds familiar. Yes. So, I mean, everybody definitely has someone in their lives who was in the military. So, big thank you. Make sure you uh, thank them for their service or anybody, you know, attend some parades that's going on or go to a memorial or just do something. It's not just a day off from work or a day off from school. It's a day to thank um, everybody, what they've done for our country and allow us to continue to do what we do every day. Yeah, and if you don't live in America, well, too bad. Yeah, you should come on over. <laughs> so, uh, in addition to thanking and paying respect to all of those who have served in the military, another big part of uh, Memorial Day is gathering, families gathering together, and there's usually some sort of meal feast involved. Like a, like a barbecue type thing. Exactly, like a barbecue type thing. So in honor of Memorial Day and people getting together and being thankful for everything that we have in our country and freedom and everything great like that, what are we talking about? We're going to, we're going to pick two people and we're going to say who would host the best Memorial Day celebration. That's right. Who would win in a Memorial Day cook-off celebration, barbecue cook-off? Yes. Two great cooks, hopefully. We'll, We'll see. We'll see what happens and, uh, we're going to see what they would do and how they would do it. You want to go with yours first? I will go with mine first. Let's do it. So, for my contender, he's six foot, three and a half inches. He has a 78 and a half foot reach. His weight is not on Wikipedia. <laughs> it's not John Cena. I, it's George Foreman. It's George Foreman. I just thought that theme was appropriate for a rat for a boxer is he really six foot what three six foot three and a half inches 192 centimeters i didn't know he was that tall he's a big guy i had no idea so so chris you're picking a boxer well not just any boxer steve a boxer responsible for the george foreman grill the george foreman grill the lean mean grilling machine is that what it's known as no i just added okay that's fine i didn't know if that was like a trademark or whatnot i'm just good at advertising for things you really are so tell tell us a little bit about george foreman and the george foreman grill i'll tell you about george edward foreman uh he was born in 1949 so halfway through the century just about yeah not a great century but yes i thought it was all right we were kind of discussing why the 20th century wasn't that great 
Well, I was born in it. Like I said. <laughs> oh. Anyway. So, so, so George Foreman is most well known for his boxing in the 70s. He, he was a professional boxer from 1969 to 1977. But then he made a comeback in the late 80s from 80, he, so he boxed again from 87 to 1997. Wow. So he was in 10 years. Right he was there in, in his he, I don't know how much he was actually boxing during that time, but he had fights like over that span. So he has a pretty good record. He's a two-time heavyweight world champion. He started off winning an Olympic gold medal in 1968 Summer Olympics, and then he turned pro after that. He um, he beat Joe Frazier in a knockout in 1973 to win his first heavyweight title. He 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 was able to defend his title until he lost to Muhammad Ali in the famous Rumble in the Jungle. Ooh! So that was in 1974. I'm sure we all remember how that turned out. What do you mean? How the rumble in the jungle turned out. He lost. I already said that. Yeah, I know. All right. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for your help. So after that, he kind of never was able to regain the title. He lost to, like, some guy, Jimmy Young, in 1977. He's like, all right, I'm done. He uh, After that, he finds religion. He has an epiphany. He's like, I'm going to become a Christian minister. So he does that. And then... At the age of 45, he announces his comeback to professional boxing. Wow. He actually didn't do that bad. He beat uh, a 27-year-old boxer named Michael Moorer. So he, and he won some titles. They sound like smaller titles. I don't know what any of them mean. WBA, IBF, and lineal titles. So like, he had a, he had a decent comeback. And he remains the oldest heavyweight champion in history. The second oldest in any weight class after Bernard Hopkins. Then at age 48, in 1997, he retires for good. 76 wins, 5 losses, 68 knockouts. Wow, 68. That's like, of his 76 wins, he got knockouts in 68 of them. That's pretty significant. Yeah, he has a lot of knockouts. Yeah. So he's in the World Boxing Hall of Fame. He's been ranked on, like, every list of boxers he comes in. Like, he comes in top 10 on the list of best boxers. So what does it have anything to do? It has absolutely nothing to do with grilling yet. Yet. Until. Okay. You know, I should check the date. Uh, I don't remember when he did this. But at some point in his life, he must have realized his natural grilling ability and just general, like, um, knowledge of grilling. His just innate ability to be like, that's a good grill. And he endorsed the George Foreman grill. Now, did he endorse it or did he make it? Like, did he invent it? All right. Fair point. He did not invent it at all. Wow. He, he was he just He's just slapping his name on it. He just put his name on it. A stamp of approval. Exactly, cuz he knew it would be good at grilling. And was he right? Oh, he was right, Steve. Go the ahead. George Foreman grill is one of the most successful celebrity endorsed products ever. Uh it's an electrically heated grill with a heating element on both sides. So you're heating from the top and the bottom. It also has a drip tray. It's angled, so you're draining that grease. You're draining that fat. So you're getting you're getting lean meat products, and you can use it inside your kitchen. You don't you don't need a big grill outside. You have a small house. You don't have a patio. You have an apartment. You can have a George Foreman grill. So it's small. There's actually a bunch of different models. Okay, They're, they range from pretty small to like kind of small. Okay, and they do sell like grills too. But they're like, like big grills? No, nothing big. Nothing big. Okay. But they do have like outdoor products. And they're all electric. 
I believe they're all electric, no yes. propane or... No. George no. Foreman was a big proponent of electricity. He was like, electricity all the way. That's my favorite form of heat. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, he's known for that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's not true. Um, so, it did great. It sold over 100 million units since it was first launched. And it achieved that feat in about 15 years. 100 million units in 15 years. Wow. That's great. That's great. He's never said how much money he's made from it, but he did get bought out in 1999 for $137 million. So I think before that he had like some type of um, percentage or something, royalty deal. Yeah. And then in 1999, the company's like, we're just going to buy you out for $137 million. Probably because he was making, so he was probably making, you got to figure he was making a millions. He was, he was probably at least making less than 137 million. So that way they were like, let's give yeah. him, let's give him at least this much. So that way he'll stop with his royalties. Yeah. So uh, there is, according to Wikipedia, previous to that, he was making 40% of the profits on each grill sold, making him about 40%, 4, four and a half million dollars a month at its peak. Oh my God. So it's estimated he made over $200 million from endorsing the George Foreman Grill. <laughs> oh, my god! Which is more than he made boxing. That's insane. 40% yeah. on a grill? Want to hear um, something kind of funny? Yeah. So Hulk Hogan, also a wrestler, right. claims that he was first approached by the uh, people selling the George Foreman Grill to put his name on the grill. And he says he missed the phone call because he was picking up his kids. So he, he wait. So they didn't wait. I guess they were just like, let's that's, move on. That's what Hulk Hogan said. But I mean, yeah, that doesn't seem right. Hulk Hogan says a lot of stuff. Um, Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan uh, went on to have his own less successful product endorsements, including the Hulkamania meatball maker. That that was his big thing. That's not a joke. The Hulkamania meatball, meatball maker. Pretty similar in in, in retrospect. Just kind of does. Yeah, he picked a similar looking grill and said, "You can make meatballs on it." And so it's, it's kind of like a mini grill, and it has different... Uh... I'm guessing it had, like, kind of meatball holes. Right. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> I, I, you know the problem with that, though? Is that it's too specific to one purpose. It is very specific. The grill, you can do many different things. Yep, that's true. You can you can do breakfast. You can do lunch, dinner. You can do fish, meat, right. vegetables. Yeah. Although, to be fair, you probably can do all those things on the Hulkamania meatball maker. They just couldn't copy the name of the george foreman grill because calling it the hulk hogan grill would just be silly is that really copying though because you're using a completely different name um especially if it's a different that's true because they're there actually are some other competitors to the george foreman grill Uh including the evander holyfield real deal grill the carl lewis health grill health grill and the jackie chan grill which targets the asian market so i guess they use different uh they probably use the exact same product with a different name on it and a different commercial. But it's still called the George Foreman Grill today, correct? I believe so, yeah. So uh, it is. Is he still making royalty? So they're no, like, no, he's, so he's, even he's though sold he sold name. it out, they, they, he sold his name for 137 million and just said, you can keep using my name, but I'm not going to be making any more money on it, I suppose. Yes. I believe that's probably how the deal worked. Wow. So, uh, sidetracked a little bit from how I'm actually going to have a good, uh, oh. a good cook off. Okay. I'm going to use the extensive lineup of George Foreman Grills. To cook the perfect combination of cookout foods. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna start off with a grill from the advanced grill category. That's gonna be the uh, the four serving removable plate and panini grill. Uh huh. That comes in like five different colors. The Which color's one? not that important. I'm going with black. Okay, I think it looks the coolest. All right. 
So that's a that's a that's a four serving grill. You can fit like four paninis on it. It's pretty good size. So he's gonna be serving paninis at we're, his barbecue. We're making paninis. Oh, all right. So we're getting some nice toasted bread. Okay. We're, we're going with. Uh, I think I think because I'm gonna have a lot of meat, I'm gonna go with a vegetarian option, and I'm gonna have like some grilled vegetables. Like it's maybe gonna have like a like a sun dried tomato pesto spread with like some grilled um, squash and zucchini and eggplant. Okay. Maybe some cheese. Fair enough. So it's not it's not vegan. Right. It's just vegetarian. So then, then we're going into the premium grill category for the big for the big guns, and we're gonna we're gonna crank out the uh, the uh, grill and broil with waffle plates and ceramic griddle and grill plate. You can make anything on that. That thing's huge. That thing's a monster. You can make like you make like ten burgers at a time on it. I don't know if that's actually true, but it, it looks really big. <laughs> let me let me get you some dimensions on that. Never mind, the dimensions are not on their website. You would think they would be. Though. <laughs> they probably are. I just can't find them. So, so you're going ten burgers on the on this one. On well, this I, I can have more than one of these. I'm George Foreman. I that, can I can true. afford like four of these. I, if I don't want just the grill and broil with waffle plates, because maybe maybe I'm making waffles for dessert. Maybe I'm making waffles with ice cream with that. Maybe I'm like I need something else. I need something else for the burgers. I can uh, I can bust out the five serving uh, removable plate grill. Five servings, five burgers. That might not be enough. I might have yeah. to have a couple of those. Yeah. I might have to go into the uh, the outdoor grill category. I might have to bust out the uh, the twelve plus serving domed electric grill. Ooh, get the dome. maybe that's where I'm doing my burgers and dogs. Let the flavor all get to know. And each other. just so you know, we're draining off up to forty two and a half percent of the fat. Really? Yeah. You don't want any fat on it. Well, I mean, you don't want the extra fat. Okay. It has some. I always like to have a little bit of fat. <laughs> no, me, bit me fat. too. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of fat there. But I mean, if if you're a little more health conscious, this is a grill for you. Look at these pictures. I know I know people listening can't see these pictures. I'll just describe it to you. There's a grill with burgers and asparagus and potatoes and hot dogs and onions. And um, it looks amazing. Now, let me ask you a question. You said that George Foreman is a big proponent of electricity. I did say that. He's going to be wasting a lot of electricity here. That's that's what he – that's – yeah. So he likes using it. Yeah, he's a big fan of using electricity. And wasting it? No, this isn't a waste. This is delicious food. He's making a great cookout. This is true. People are going to be chomping on their burgers with a big smile on their face. I think it'd be really hard to eat a burger with a smile. In between bites, you can smile. Okay. That's I right. think you knew what I meant. Yeah. Uh, not really. No. I have to teach you some more expressions. So that, that's, that's basically what George Foreman's doing. He's going he's gonna to take advantage of the extensive lineup of George Foreman grills, ranging from advanced to premium to outdoor. Okay. He's going to cook up a smorgasbord of... Cookout staples, okay, ranging from uh, paninis that are vegetarian friendly to classics like burgers and hot dogs to desserts like waffles with ice cream. Very good, very good. We'll come back to the, that argument in a second. Sure. All right. Let me pitch my person. All right. Let's hear it. I am going with a Mr. Ronald Swanson, aka Ron Swanson, from the TV show Parks and Recreation. He is played by Nick Offerman. And the character was born May 6, 1960, so he just recently celebrated his, what would that be, 57th birthday a couple weeks ago. Uh, he is the director of the Pawnee City Parks and Recreation Department, and later on in Season 7, near the end of the series, he is the superintendent of the National Park in Pawnee. He's also the founder of Very Good Building Incorporated, which was his building company that he ran. Uh, Ron Swanson is an American man. Uh, when it comes to food, he loves meat. He specifically loves red meat. 
He doesn't like to eat ethnic foods, but he will if it has meat in its name. He doesn't like fish because he considers fish a vegetable. Um, he doesn't like eating many vegetables because he doesn't like to eat the food that his food eats. Uh, so he just likes just to eat the, the one step, not going all the way down the chain, uh, the food chain right there. Um, can I can I interrupt you for a second? Yes, go right Did ahead. you say he'll eat things that have the word meat in them? Yes. It says, it says he will eat. Um, Ram will rarely eat ethnic foods, but will if it contains meat in the name. So ethnic foods that have the name meat in it, or the word meat in it, he will eat it. Let me ask you a question. Okay. If he attended a meeting on cultural diversity and there was a meeting minutes for the meeting, would he try to eat them? No, because it's spelled differently. Okay, so he does take into account the smelling. The the spelling. The the smelling. Yeah, I'm sure he takes the spelling into account. All right, just I I do not think he would just eat meeting minutes. Meet meeting minutes. Whatever you said. All right, I know what you mean. Yeah, you know what I mean. Okay, so that's really important. Uh, Ron has also won a barbecue cook-off before. He did. He did. Well, can we hear some details about it? Absolutely. So Ron, in one of my favorite episodes of Parks and Recreation, Ron went up against Chris Traeger, played by Rob Lowe, in a cook-off to see who could create the better burger. Okay? Chris went with this crazy brioche bun, like Asian burger that he said was patented. It wouldn't surprise me if it really was. Uh, and Ron was, went with something extremely simple. Burger on a bun. People Just, could just ground beef? Ground beef. Does he add a, anything else? No. He said, add ketchup if you like. I could care less. So I do want to point something out. According to his website, uh-huh. ronswansonsgrill.com, sure. he does add salt and pepper. Okay. Just some seasoning. So, I mean, there's so, no, a little bit of, so a little bit of seasoning. I just, just to keep you, keep everyone keep, at home. Keep it aware. in check. That's yeah. fine. That's fine. So he uses ground beef, salt and pepper, grills it on a grill, puts it on probably potato bun, uh, and then serves it right then and there. Okay. And he wins. He wins that competition. Everybody tries Chris's first and they'll think, Oh my God, this is so good. This is so good. And then they try Ron's and Ron's has zero looks to it. It's, uh, presentation is awful and they all bite right into it and they're like oh my god this is amazing it's so good even chris traeger bites into it and he goes oh my gosh you're right this is so so good so he's definitely has experience uh cooking phenomenal barbecue i wish they would say the the ground beef like breakdown of what he used like was it like 70 percent it's a good question what 30 percent fat yeah, yeah i'm really sure did he mix like chuck and sirloin did he do anything special like that i'm not sure but i will i will say this so there's a phenomenal youtube channel called binging with babish and i just found this app probably within the past couple months and it is a channel where uh this cook makes food from tvs and movies and in one episode he actually did the parks and rec cook-off burger uh with chris and also going against ron's uh regular burger and i'm going to put that link in our show notes and i'll and i'll tweet it out later during the week and you can watch this video and he goes through all the ingredients that he believes is in ron's burger and his are very very simple too i don't know if he talks about the leanness with the fatness or anything along those lines i'm not too positive he doesn't mention it on his website either which is dedicated to grilling he has a website dedicated to grilling. Yeah, it's called ronswansongrill.com. Oh, wow. I'll make sure I put that in our show notes also if anyone wants it's, to go ahead and check pretty, out his... It's pretty short and, short and sweet. He has a recipe for his burger. That's great. Meat, salt, and pepper, bun if necessary. 
If you want it. I mean, you don't have to go for the bun. If necessary. Right. Trying to lay exactly. off carbs or whatnot. He, has an, he also has a recipe for s'mores. Go ahead. Graham cracker. Yeah. Marshmallow. Okay. Chocolate bar. Didn't see that coming. Barbecue sauce. Really? Yeah. You know what, though? If you put really sweet barbecue sauce on it, I think it might be pretty good. Like, if you put some Sweet Baby Ray's. Uh, I'm never, I've never heard of that. I've never heard of it either, but I think it could possibly be pretty good. Hmm. Okay. All right. So, another very important thing in this fight, hosting a great Memorial Day barbecue, right? Ron's patriotism. He is a patriot. He is a patriot. Ron is like the definition of what America should be. He stands up for our beliefs. He would do great honor to those who have fallen for our country and to those who have served for our country, and he would make sure that they are they receive the respect that they deserve. He has stood up for America. Like He went to England, and he pretty much just shat over England. I hope we don't lose any of our fans in England because I'm talking about this. But he was saying, like, like he was in England, and he tried to pay with a with a dollar, and they said, "Sorry, sir, we don't accept this." And Ron says, "This is the greatest piece of paper in the entire world. Why are you not accepting this? Like, you're you are a loser for not ex- accepting our dollar." Um, and he also uh, calls uh, other countries disgraceful when compared to America. He stands up for how great America is and how great America will continue to be, and he's going to bring that in to his barbecue. Uh, in order to really pay tribute to the holiday. That's interesting. I, I mean, George Foreman's also a patriot. Want to hear about his patriotism? Sure. So uh, in 2013, George Foreman was named the American Legion James V. Day Good Guy Award champ. Wow. And they wrote about it in an article entitled, George Foreman, Preacher, Puncher, Patriot. Oh. It included the following quote from George Foreman. Never could I have done this anywhere but the United States of America. I love this country, and I love you and the veterans who served before. God bless you, and thank you for this award. Wow, it seems like both of our guys. They're right there. He's just a good guy. They're he's both, an American guy. He's an American guy. Okay. That's great. So it sounds like they're going to be doing exactly what the holiday is about, while also adding in some great food for the gathering that they are hosting. Yes. Which is exactly what they should be doing. So I, I do have something to bring up about Ron Swanson. Go right ahead. There was another cookout in Parks and Rec okay. that you failed to mention. Go right ahead. I believe they were having some type of employee appreciation or some type of appreciation day uh-huh. where Ron volunteered to cook the meat. Yes, he did. How did that go? It didn't go well. Why not? Because they wouldn't let him do what he wanted to do. Well, because what he wanted to do was like cook only meat. He didn't want to serve any other sides or drinks, uh-huh. and he was going to be done in like five hours. Yeah. So everyone was just going to have to sit around in this field while Ron cooked his meat for, like, hours. So in that episode, you're correct. That's what would happen, (laughs) right? Him hosting this party, however, he would make sure that there are events going on that people are change? Why would he change his – Because it's Memorial Day, which he sees as a big deal. He doesn't care about Pawnee Staff Appreciation Day. He sees that as a waste of government time. And money, whereas Memorial Day, he's going to put effort in because he understands how important this is. I guess we we just have your word to go off of on that one. I think I think that's pretty obvious. Now, yes, you are right. The food is going to take a little bit, which is fine. Also, because he start he got started late. You know how fast the George Foreman Grill can cook, Steve? How fast? I can get you a chicken breast off in like seven minutes. Can you cook ribs on a George Foreman Grill? I don't know. <laughs> you, I mean, you might have to use the outdoor electric grill. 
Yeah, but so is he going to have all these like cables running outside? Yeah, he's going to have like a big splitter. He's going to have it hooked gonna, up to like it's going to it's going to blow it's going to blow the circuit. It's going to come off of his garage. He has a big power outlet in the in the garage. I think you're assuming some things here. I mean, he's George Foreman, so he 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 probably can afford like good electricity, especially for someone who likes electricity as much as him. I'm sure he can afford good electricity. There's a, there's a difference between affording good electricity and blowing a circuit by like plugging in like 18 if, right, different I mean, maybe cords he'll have into to one out. Spread out the power cords. Maybe he'll plug some in the kitchen, some in the garage, some out of the bathroom. How is he going to be cooking all of these at once? Well, it cooks so quickly, and he can have assistance. Wait, since when can we have assistance? All right, all right he doesn't have assistance. Good, fine. fine. <laughs> they cook so quickly. He just like he pops like 10 burgers on the one grill. Shuts it down. He takes advantage of the both side cooking. Mm-hmm. He sets a timer for like ten minutes. I don't know how long it takes. He he goes over to the the panini station. He throws in some veggies on a sandwich. He presses the panini press down. He goes back to check on the burgers. Pops them off. Puts them on some buns. And then he uh, goes to check on his paninis. He's good to go. I think it's going to be a lot for him to juggle. I don't know if he's going to be able to do that. Well, I mean, Ron has enough trouble cooking just meat, and you're saying he's going to cook all these things because it's Memorial Day. He has no trouble cooking meat. Well, I mean, the time, if you the give him if that, you give him half a day, right? I mean, but he's doing good food. He's not doing half-assed seven half-assed food. Yes, seven-minute food. Wow, yes. Steve, that's that. Wow, that is what I'm saying. George Foreman is doing right now. Wow, that is offensive to an American patriot. But he's not. He didn't invent it. He just no, he just not at it, all. He just put his name on it. Yes, he did. Let me ask you a question. Okay. Do you think George Foreman enjoys using his grill? Uh, pass. <laughs> all right. I'm not even sure if George Foreman has ever used his grills. Uh, all right. Except in the infomercials, which he does a pretty good job in. Yeah, he does. He really sells them pretty well. Do you think George Foreman likes the smell of bacon? I would assume he's a human being. Probably. Do you think he would like to wake up to the smell of bacon? It depends. Like, if he lives alone, it might be weird to like wake up and be like wait who's cooking bacon but if like he lives with someone yeah, yeah that'd be cool okay so he wakes up and he smells bacon where are you headed with this right let's say for example he likes to wake up and put pieces of bacon on his george foreman grill okay right next to his bed that sounds reasonable sounds reasonable okay okay so he puts it on right the the, the bacon and he goes back to sleep for like two three four minutes okay during that period of time short period of time what's going on with the bacon it's cooking it's cooking so that smell is starting to go through the room okay. right he's gonna wake up right he's probably gonna forget what he did why would he forget because of all the head injuries from exactly. boxing all the head injuries he's gonna put his feet on the ground and what is he gonna do Are, he's not gonna put the grill where he can step on it he's gonna step right into his george foreman grill has that ever happened michael scott did it on an episode of the office Michael Scott did a lot of things on The Office. Yes, but he what he did, I feel like, could happen to George Foreman. And if George Foreman does that the morning of the big barbecue cook-off on Memorial Day, he is going to be gravely injured. That's very unlikely. Also, he wouldn't. he'd probably save room. He wouldn't eat bacon in the morning. He'd have to save room for bacon later. I think he would do it in the morning. It's a great way to start the day. You get the energy inside of you. Get that grease that and fat. That is just pure speculation from you. And plus, it drains 45% of the fat. So you get lean bacon. <laughs> I, th- I could still see him doing it. Still seem totally. I doing doubt it. he would put it where he could step on it. 
Look, I, since you have already disparaged the George Foreman Grill in multiple ways, I'm going to read you some reviews from actual George Foreman Grill customers on Amazon. Now, just remember, folks, these are five stars that he I'll, purposefully I'll read, selected. No, I'm just – well, actually, I'm just reading the top ones. Exactly. That's I'll, what I'm saying. You, I'll you, pick some be, of the – well, I mean, it's 63% five stars. Okay. How, how many – Its average rating is 4.3 out of five. And what, there are some one stars. I'll read you them. Okay, good. But first, I wanted to read you – I can put three-quarter-pound burger patties or two-third-pound burger patties on it. Frozen, he writes in all caps, <laughs> and in 12 minutes, they are cooked fully, well done, all the way through, and seared on the outside just fine. All you have to do is wait for the ready light to come on. These burgers are about or over three-quarters of an inch thick, so it should work fine with chops or steaks, too, as long as they are not very thick. Remember, 12 minutes from Frozen, we're having a barbecue cook-off you're not yeah. gonna get any barbecue flavor Wait, he said you get a nice a, sear on the outside it's it's a little it's a little grill he's relying on the pure it good has flavor no of smoky flavor to it you don't need the smokiness it's for it's all about bar, the meat ron swanson would say that too the meat is the most important thing no you would want the smoke he all he use, ron uses smokers he he has one attached to his car though he drives around so i i do want you want to hear some of the negative reviews yeah all right no longer a knockout. Sorry, George. You're out. <laughs> Very disappointed. Bought it less than four months ago, and it has already stopped working. Worked great up until a week ago, and went to plug it in, and it would not work. Very disappointing. Maybe he blew out his outlets, too, because he had too many plugged in. And now I want to bring this up as well. Okay. Are you going to be using brand new grills, or are these grills that have been used numerous times? I'm, I'm sure George has like a bunch in like his private George Foreman collection that he does use a bunch. Okay. And he might have to get some new ones because of the size of the party. So, A, the ones that he's used already could already be worn out just like this customer has experienced. That's, that's very uncommon. Hey, it that's happened. just one guy. It still happened. Okay. Secondly, he's going to have to go through and open all of these boxes and get them all set up. And he's going to have to clean all of them. If he doesn't clean any of them, I'm calling the food control people, whatever you want to call them. The food control people? Yeah. What are they called? Uh, I don't know who you're talking about. Like the health, the health and safety inspector. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm sending them over to George Foreman's house. I'm gonna say, look, and this guy is cooking all of this food on these crappy little grills. That Four point three stars that, average rating that he is on Amazon. That he has not it's very reputable. That he has not washed at all. So you had a complaint about the lack of authentic smoke barbecue flavor. Yes. Well, listen to this review. It started smoking when I first powered it on. That's because it was on fire. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's see what this guy says. I purchased this to replace an older model that I had. I was looking forward to this bigger model and the nonstick plates. So, look, he's replacing an older one because there was something obviously wrong with the older one. Continue. No, he clearly says he wanted a bigger one with nonstick plates. Because the other one wasn't good enough. Continue. Yeah, it was, he was ready to go to a bigger one. Maybe he had a bigger family now. Maybe he likes meat more now. Did it meet his needs? Continue. No. That's totally doesn't make any sense. When I plugged it in for the first time, it began smoking. Explanation point. <laughs> Seems very happy about that. I thought maybe something was caught underneath the grill plate. I unplugged the grill and removed the plates with an oven mitt. It was hot, but the smoke was coming from underneath the lid, which leads me to believe the electrical components were defective and it had started burning. I've decided to return and not replace it. So, I mean, you can get authentic smoked burgers if you want. Yes, yes, you can get authentic smoked burgers, but you're also probably going to burn down your house at the same time and cause an electrical power outage we'll, within your house. We'll just house use this one outside. The neighborhood. Use it outside. Then you might as well just use a real grill. Might as well just get a real grill, put some Whoa. propane on it. And Never tell burn. George Foreman that. I would say it straight to his face. You would not. I would say, George, here's your another review. Are crap. When I plugged it in the grill, it started smoking. 
And I thought it might just be burning off some manufacturing chemical. But the smoking got worse and worse, and I was afraid it would catch fire, so I unplugged it. It seems like this is happening to a fair amount of people. That was only two reviews. There's Wait, when, what was the date on these reviews? Uh, This one was uh t- September 2016. This was within six months ago. Yeah, but there's tons of good reviews that are recent as well. Like what? All right, well, let me go to the front page reviews. Just the reviews that Amazon chooses to show you. Oh, so the the bias reviews? No, well, this guy is a top 1,000 reviewer, so he reviews a lot of things, and that's from 2015. Here's a 2014 five-star. Here's a 2016 five-star review. Awesome tool for quick, healthy, easy cooking, especially in small places. Also great for our Memorial Day cookout. <laughs> small places, not big places. We're going to have well, a lot of people. that's why we had to get a bunch of them, so which is great because we can, we can tailor each one to a specific food. And serve a variety. What are you serving to vegetarians at your party? I'm not serving anything to vegetarians. Exactly. That's that's rude. That's I mean, some people choose to eat, not eat meat for a variety of reasons. No, there there will still be food that they can eat. You're gonna let them eat the, the hamburger patty? The, no, the they, bun. They can eat the bun. They can eat the bun. They can eat the bun. I'll toast it on the grill. It'll be delicious. That's so thoughtful of okay, you. Okay, you're welcome. I was I'll, being sarcastic. We'll also have some um, like very heavy carb sides like baked potatoes uh perhaps some like macaroni ron swanson's not making any of that potato stuff. salad no I, way if, ron if, it's heavy, if it's heavy in carbs and not good for you he will definitely do it okay now we also have to remember that he he does not specifically only eat meat okay i found a phenomenal website <laughs> another one another website vulture.com i'll put the link on our show notes i'll also tweet it out during the week It goes through every single episode of Parks and Rec where Ron Swanson eats something, and it says what he eats. Wait, someone made a website to catalog everything Ron Swanson eats in Parks and Rec? exactly. Okay. Okay? So, of the many things he eats, okay, he eats french fries, okay? So, he enjoys french fries, so if it's something that he enjoys, that means he's going to make them. So, he could also make them at this cook-off. He could have a grill that has a fryer attached to it. And make some French fries. Okay, he has also eaten peppers at Leslie's house during a dinner. He can use those peppers and have them for the as a vegetarian option. Perhaps have it in some kind of dip, so that way people can still eat anything besides meat. All right. He's also eaten a fruit tart, which he can use as a dessert for people to eat as well. So he's not just sticking strictly to that. He's had crackers and fruit and cheese kind of on a platter, which he could use as a little appetizer while he's working for five hours to create his food, okay? There's so much more I could get into. I don't want to waste all So your time. argument is basically anything that Ron Swanson has ever eaten, he can cook for his barbecue. Well, no, but this, this is the important thing because Ron Swanson will only cook things that he likes. And if he has eaten it on the show, that is most likely something that he enjoys because he's not going to waste time eating something that he does not like. That's a good argument. I see so, that. So if it's something that he's eaten, then it's something that he likes. If it's something that he likes, then he's going to make it. So it is going to provide option for other people who are there, so that way they can eat something else as well. Remember when you said Ron Swanson would eat things with meat in the name? Yes. Would he eat American singer-songwriter meatloaf? Uh, if, if push came to shove, probably. Hmm. I don't know if I would. I mean, I'd do anything for love, but I don't know if I would do that. <laughs> hey, you got to do what you got to do. What would you literally look up? People, uh... Words that contain meat. 
words that contain meat, and meatloaf was one of them. Yeah, and that made me think of meatloaf, the singer. It's a good one. I can't think of any other meat. Uh, no, there's actually not many words that contain meat that aren't meat. Crab meat. He does say he doesn't like seafood. Would he eat crab meat? No, because he considers seafood to be vegetarian. Well, it's kind of a paradox for him because it has the word meat in it. This is true. He said ethnic foods, though. Is seafood an ethnic food? No. So then, there you go. He said only ethnic foods if it contains the word meat in it. Interesting. What do you eat the McRib? Oh, absolutely. He goes to that one uh, like fast food burger joint all the time. Oh, there, was, okay. there was one clip I was watching. He was trying to eat a banana because he's trying to be healthier for his like future <laughs> wife, and he couldn't do it. So he put it on a burger and ate it that way instead because <laughs> he thought that was the best way to get through. All right. So like a fake rib on a burger he could eat fine. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, Ron, he loves, like I said, he loves his meat. Cook up some lovely ribs, uh, some great steak, some delicious burgers, which he's already won a contest for. So people are already going to be excited for those burgers. He also had to drive off in disgrace. When he couldn't cook enough meat for a, a group for a cookout. That's not true. That's not what happened. He, he did drive away. He drove away because he wasn't allowed to cook. Well, I mean, people were rioting. They were hungry. They were thirsty. People weren't he, rioting. They were complaining. They were complaining, and that's because... It was a pre-riot. No. They were getting was, ready to riot. All right. They asked Ron to do a job. They said Ron... I think he volunteered. Okay. So, whatever. He volunteered. He volunteered to cook yep. for the staff appreciation picnic. Yep. Right? He was going to slaughter... A living pig mm-hmm. in front of the whole park. Yep. To prove that it was fresh quality meat. He was gonna take that pig, put it on the on the uh smoker, smoke that, make the most delicious ribs you've ever had in your entire life. But government red tape's gonna come all in and try to restrict him from doing what he's supposed to be doing. It was a poorly planned cook off. Indicative of wasn't a, a person who wasn't, poorly plans cookouts. Wasn't a cook off. Cookout. I'm cookout. Say. Okay cookout he did not poorly plan it he had a uh, it would have taken him so long to cook that pig people can't wait around for like six hours if they want the good food that they are supposed to expect then they would wait and like no one no one would wait that long at a memorial day party they would wait because ron would already have numerous things well that might be the case but i'm not sure i only have your word to go off of and also and i don't believe anything you said and also his history of paying respect to uh those who have served for our country that is true so i think we can definitely go with that but ron had documentation that allowed him to be there and the government of pawnee would still not let him no his documentation was a paper that he wrote himself that said i can do what i want or something like that documentation no that's literally not documentation that's just like a forged like piece of paper that's what he was using as his argument right and it was wrong let's look at george foreman also he has no cooking experience agreed great thanks all right (laughs) this has been it for the who would win cast folks how is he gonna cook all this stuff i'm not sure (laughs) Hopefully he paid attention during his infomercial filming. Wow, you're really throwing in the towel here. No, I mean you're I like, you're like George. You're like George Foreman. You're backed into a corner right now, and you're just not going to fight back. George doesn't get backed into corners. Seems like he is right now. No, I mean, look, he's got like a hundred George Foreman grills. He can cook anything he wants. Now he has a hundred. If he wants, that probably is too many. He maybe will use like ten. I would love to know if each is on a seven-minute to twelve-minute cook time. How is he going to go through each well, one, each a hundred, and then come back? He won't have to use everything at once. Like some are going to be for dessert. Like, okay, the waffle. like the waffles and like some might be for the veggies that are going to be like served earlier so we'll have some veggies out so like kind of like it's gonna be know. like roasting the veggies yeah they're gonna be grilled vegetables oh okay 
Just put them out to munch on. I'll okay. be making veggie, veggie paninis with some cheese for the vegetarians. And then I'll get the burgers and dogs on. So it's like it's like in stages. Oh, so each one is just the next stage and the different Yeah, more, more or less. Making. Like some might overlap. But. Yeah. And I mean, this is this is basic stuff. I mean, he's not doing rocket science. He's putting meat on the grill and turning it on. Like the reviewer said, you just wait till the light turns on and it's done. Or wait until it catches on fire. Right, and you get authentic smoke taste. And also a burnt down house. Well, they'll be far enough away it won't catch the house on fire. And he has backup George Foreman grills if one burns down. It will probably catch the electrical cord on fire, which will then That's fine. cause a blackout in the area. We'll just have to pull it out before the fire spreads. Chris, you learned this in health class. Pulling out is not a good strategy, my friend. It still leads to problems. That was a good comeback. But um, <laughs> it works with electrical cords. Does it? Yeah, usually. All right, I'll take your word for it. All right. Whew. That was a heated battle. That was a heated battle. All right, let's start wrapping up. Anything else? Anything you want to add before we head no, out of here? No, my, my fun fact was going to be the Hulkamania meatball maker, but uh, I already you said brought, it. You brought that into the, into the argument. Yeah, I thought it was too funny to pass up earlier. I liked it. I really don't have any like fun facts. I mean, um, something about Ron is that he, can, he has a very high alcohol tolerance because of all the meat that he makes. And he's an alcoholic. And he is an alcoholic. He says that when he was younger, his dad... Uh, Oh, what was it? His dad would, like, put, like, liquor in his, like, cereal instead of milk. And that's what they would have for breakfast. Oh. Yeah. He's a, he's a very, very, very heavy drinker. So, uh, yeah. I'm a, I'm a really, really big fan of Ron Swanson. I, really don't I like him, I, too. I don't think I appreciated him, appreciated him as much when I watched the show. But now watching back it, on it, it's it's really, really good. So I don't have any fun facts for George Foreman. I have some fun facts for Hulk Hogan. Want to hear them? Sure. Hulk Hogan actually endorsed a bunch of products that were kind of weird. Like what else? Like steaks? Um, a mall store that sold pasta called Pasta Mania. Uh, Hulk Energy or Hogan Energy, which was basically like a caffeine drink like Red Bull. It sounds like he's trying to follow in Trump's footsteps with just all these different brands. Maybe because he's been in a ton of TV shows. Yeah. Um, What's the show he's on now? Like American Choppers or something? Or he was on I don't know if he's on a show right now. I think he said some racist stuff or something and got in trouble. He did have a Hulk Hogan Ultimate Grill. He was probably upset about missing out on the George Foreman Grill. So he's like, well. Let's call it the Ultimate Grill. Yeah, that was very Hulk Hogan of him. Uh, But unfortunately, there was a recall on it. Ooh. The grill can ignite or cause flames. Wow. Where have we heard that one before? I mean, that was I just a, a few angry reviews. You made me read the one stars. I read the one stars to be fair, and sometimes it catches on fire. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got, though. That's it? I mean, yeah. Okay. Fair all enough. I got. Great. Well, I hope that everyone listening has a great Memorial Day. Happy. Enjoy it with uh, friends and family. Yeah, if you're having a cookout. You know, think about if George Foreman was cooking your burger. If you had a cookout today, or if you have pictures from it, tweet it at us. I'm curious what the spreads yeah, were. Yeah, that, that's a good idea. What were your spreads at your Memorial Day cookout? Be curious to see. We are going to be at a Memorial Day cookout. We have a little get-together. So we could also post pictures of what ours is, like what we got going on. That sounds great. Lovely. Steve, have we gotten any reviews since last time? So I have been checking. I've checked iTunes. I haven't seen anything. I checked Podbean. I haven't seen anything. But the problem with those are is that it actually takes some time for them to get, like, approved. 
Uh, ah. I checked yesterday and I hadn't seen anything yet, but all right. we know so if you've reviewed us through. recently, hold hold tight. We didn't miss you. Yes, if if you did, and for some reason it's not coming up, tweet at us, message us, let us know, just so that way we could still give you your shout out, like we said, and Chris can make up a cool little backstory for you to give you a little uh, yep, a little plus there. Great. All right, so remember, there's going to be a Twitter poll. Uh, for who you think would win in a Memorial Day cook-off, we have the lovely George Foreman going up against Ron Swanson. The Ron Swanson. And uh, that's all we got right now. Have a great Memorial Day, Steve. Thanks, Chris. You too. For the Who Would Win cast. Well, what do we got going on over there? We got a buzzing or something? What are you, Sorry, Mr. Was, Mr. Popular? It was very unprofessional. That's okay. My it, phone rang. Remember, it happens. For the Who Would Win cast, this has been Steve. And this has been Chris. And as always, please subscribe, follow, and rate. And please continue to participate in our show. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. I enjoy having breakfast in bed. I like waking up to the smell of bacon. Sue me. So, most nights before I go to bed, I will lay six strips of bacon out on my George Foreman grill. Then I go to sleep. When I wake up, I plug in the grill. I go back to sleep again. Then I wake up to the smell of crackling bacon. It is delicious. It's good for me. It's a perfect way to start the day. The Who Would Win cast is not endorsed by any film or television production companies and is intended for entertainment purposes only. Any and all audio clips are not owned by the Who Would Win cast and all rights are reserved by the respective copyright holders.